Okay. That's a lot. For how many, like, for how many hours? Uh, 135 hours to unlimited hours a week. It's basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm sure you'll have a chance from time to time to maybe just sit down here and there, yeah? Uh, you mean like a break? Yeah. Uh, no, there are no breaks available. Is, th is that even legal? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. so like no lunch? You can or... have lunch, but only when the associate is done eating their lunch. Uh, I think that's a little intense. No, no not possible. That's crazy. Now, this position requires excellent negotiation and interpersonal skill. We're really looking for someone that might have a degree in uh, medicine, in finance, and the culinary arts. You must be able to wear several hats. Associate needs constant attention. Sometimes they have to stay up with an associate throughout the night. Being able to work in a chaotic environment, if you, if you had a life, we'd ask you to sort of give that life up. No vacations. In fact, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and holidays, the workload is gonna go up, and we demand that with, with a happy disposition. Uh, that's almost cruel. <laughs> that's almost a, a very, very sick, twisted joke. But when there's time to sleep or... Oh, no time to sleep. Yeah, all-encompassing, all almost. That's exactly right. 365 days a year? Yes. No, that's, that's inhumane. That's, that's very insane. The meaningful connections that you make and the, the feeling that you get from really helping your associate are immeasurable. Also, let's cover the salary. The position is going to pay absolutely nothing. Excuse me? No. Nobody's doing it for free. Yeah, pro bono. Completely for free. <laughs> no! What if I told you there's someone that actually currently uh, holds this position right now? Billions of people, actually. Who? Moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moms. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh! <laughs> And they meet every requirement, oh, don't wow. they? Oh my god. Moms are the best! Yeah, there's no pain. They're 24 hours. They're always there. Now I'm thinking about my mom. Yeah, and what are you thinking about her? I'm thinking about all those nights and everything. Thank you so much for everything you do. I know it doesn't seem like I appreciate all of it, but I definitely do. So, Mom, I want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I love you very much. You've been there through thick and thin. My mom is just awesome. She's awesome. Well, happy Mother's Day to all you amazing women out there. <laughs> and to the fathers that also do the job, fantastic. How about we stand to our feet? Oh, that brought tears to my eyes, I don't know about you. <laughs> Being a mama is pretty amazing. They make it sound like a really tough job, it is. But the payoff is phenomenal as well, so awesome. Let's worship our God because something of the, the heart of the Father of God also has that mother heart that we get to represent as well to our children. So let's love upon our God this morning who does all of that for each one of us every day <laughs> since the beginning of time. Love is upon us, is there for us through it all. Amen. Praise the Lord. So bless the Lord oh my soul Worship His holy name. 
about himself, that he is good, that he is worthy, that he is worthy of all honour and praise. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. It takes faith. This morning, let's put into words, your own words, our praise. We're going to start singing out our own song in a second, and we're going to put that out there. All right? You ready? Come on. Yeah. Oh, I praise your holy name. Yeah, we lift you up. We lift you up. Come on, lift up a 
pretty good. Not that I'm judging at all. But I think, I think we can praise our God as a church with all of our might. Yeah? Are you ready to do that? Come on. Yeah, we praise your holy name. Praise you, Lord. Yeah, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Yeah, we praise you, Lord. Yeah, we gotta praise Him. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. We'll sing like never before, oh my soul, oh my soul, I worship His holy name. So bless the Lord. awesome, most worthy to be praised. I'm going to read you part of a psalm. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, 
I am still with you. Father, we thank you for this awesome day. As we come into your house to praise you, to worship you, to glorify you. Father, we pray that your name would be exalted above the heavens and the earth. That Lord, all that is within us would cry, praise the Lord. Praise His holy name. Father, we thank you for this Mother's Day. Father, we pray your richest blessing on our mums this day. May this be a day where they feel honoured. May this be a day where they feel the grace and a connection with you in such a special way, we pray. Bless our families that your name would be made famous in the city and the nation and the nations. And everyone said, Amen. Give your neighbour a high five as you take a seat. Great to see you this morning. You're looking good. You're sounding great. Wonderful. Well, we give you a very, very warm welcome. Mothers, congratulations. Church, let's put our hands together and congratulate all the mums today. We honour you, mums. Absolutely wonderful. And if you're a visitor, if this is your first or second time with us, we give you a very warm welcome to this gathering. As you leave, you're welcome to get a white pack in the auditorium through the auditorium doors. So please feel free to collect that. There's some information in there. There's a free coffee card and uh, also your opportunity to let us uh, fill in a few details so we can get to know you a little bit better and that would be great. So church, can we put our hands together to welcome our visitors this morning? That would be cool. And um, we're now going to do birthdays and wedding anniversaries. I know we've had some birthdays. Kenton, it's your birthday today, so why don't you come and join me? So uh, other birthdays, wedding anniversaries. Well, Anna, yours too. Wow, fantastic. Look at all this, fantastic guys. Your birthday too, Vona. 21, eh? 21. John, 31. Wow. And how old are we here, Joe? Four. Wow, that's fantastic. Grand and Tracy, wedding anniversary. Congratulations to you guys. Awesome. Well, church, why don't you stand with me as we pray this prayer of declaration over these wonderful people, as we pray over wedding anniversaries, over marriages, and over others as they celebrate their birthdays. So here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness for each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations to you guys. Well done. Isn't that fantastic? Well, a few highlights to share with you over the coming weeks. So this Tuesday, the 10th of May, this Tuesday, 7.30, we have prayer, momentum prayer. We had our first weekly prayer gathering last Tuesday. There was about 50 people. It was fantastic. It was really, really good. If you were there, can you give me a wave? Look at this church, it's wonderful, fantastic. And we want to see these uh, momentum prayer gatherings or these prayer gatherings. Wouldn't it be great to have more people at a midnight, uh, sorry, a midweek, try a midnight, a midweek prayer gathering than what we do on Sundays. Wouldn't that be awesome? And we can make that happen. So love to see you this Tuesday. That'd be awesome. This Wednesday, we have Dan Bremner. He's putting on a worship 
uh, event that's in the youth hall. Uh, that's a tier fund sponsored event. So I really encourage you to come along with friends and family. That will be a wonderful time. And on the 14th of May, we have Shane Willard with us. Shane's a very gifted Bible teacher who will expand and stretch your view and thoughts on things. So I really invite you to come along. That is from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday the 14th. And on the 1st and 2nd of July, here's a special date to put in your diaries. We have a School of the Spirit. We had our first one last year. It was a fantastic time together. For If you're wanting to grow and understand more of the things of the Holy Spirit, this is the place for you to be. It's the 1st and 2nd of July this year. So it's going to be a wonderful time. Isn't that awesome? Well, it's my pleasure to invite Gems to come. And um, we're going to have a prayer from one of our young people. Isn't that awesome? Thank you, Gems. This is Emily, and so she's going to pray for all our mums today. Thank you, Lord, that um, the mothers will just realise how important they are. And thank you, Lord, that um, they will just have a relaxing day today. And thank you, Lord, that uh, um, that you, God, will um, love them forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Emily. That was fantastic. Well, kids, you're free to go. Have an awesome time this morning. So creche and dynamite's out this way. Primary and intermediate age children out this way. Have an awesome time. Well, church, we're in for a real treat this morning. We have four of our mums who will be sharing with us a little bit later on in our gathering. So that's going to be really, really great. And uh, shortly we're about to have an item from the team. So I believe this item was uh, performed at the Girls' Day Out a number of weeks ago. So take it away. No one ever told me this would be easy. But I never knew that it could be this hard Oh, the worry, the worry, the worry is weighing on me Could you help me break down all these question marks And make me Brave. I'll fight like a soldier Brave. Rise like a warrior
Father, thank you for the power of faith. Thank you for the confession of our mouths. We believe Jesus died. We believe He rose again on the third day. We believe He's seated in heavenly places. We believe we're seated with Him in heavenly places. Father, I thank You that You're alive. God is not dead. God is alive. And He lives forevermore. Hallelujah. We praise You, Lord. We exalt You. Be exalted, O God. Be lifted up. Be praised in the heavenlies. For we exalt You, Jesus. At Your name, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that, Lord, we'll embrace today that our faith pleases You. God wants you to know this morning your faith pleases Him. Believe you'd say, accept the joy that you bring to Him. Accept the joy. Accept it. Accept that you please Him. And that He longs and desires to reward you. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. But those that believe, those that trust in Him, is a rewarder of. That means for every time, every moment our faith is exercised, God is ever looking to bless, to reward, to smile upon us. That's His view over you this morning. That's His view over you, mums. He doesn't want you to look and feel guilty or discouraged, but to see your Heavenly Father smiling and rejoicing over you because you bring Him much joy and much delight. Father, we thank You for the privilege it is to be the church of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank You for that today, that we can be gathered together to praise You, to worship You, to exalt You. And Lord, may Your presence and Your grace empower us that whenever, wherever, we're like Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Take a seat, church. Isn't it wonderful to praise God? Wonderful declarations, I believe. It's fantastic. Well, church, it's my pleasure to invite Nicole. She's going to be one of uh, several women that will be coming forth this morning to share about mothers. So let's give her a hand as she comes. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. Um, well, I'm very fortunate to be in um, an awesome position, which is that um, I get to lead a team of 110 people throughout the country, and I guess um, our sphere of influence um, as both a mother and a leader in the community has been a real interesting challenge to me. One of the things that I've really learned is that every word out of your mouth impacts your team and your children, and for me, I've really had to manage that and be really disciplined around it. Because as an extrovert, you know, I tend to just, it just all comes out and I react and I say what I think. But actually that's not okay when you're in a, such a position of influence over other people. Because everything that you see, they hold on to and they remember it. And it's really important to them when you say things, they'll go away and they'll think about it and they'll ponder on it. So I've really been thinking a lot about 
what I say um, and the way that I say it. And sometimes, actually, the thing that really strikes me the most is that it's the things that I don't say that can impact people. So when I just sit there and, and I think I'm listening really well, actually they're reading all sorts of things into that as well. So, you know, it is really a challenge as a leader and as a mother to think of always um, projecting the message that I really want them to know about me and how I feel about them. Um, I, I was being really blessed about sort of three or four years ago, I did a, a few one-on-ones with some of my team that I'm really close with. And... Um, we were actually away uh, overseas at the time and we had set it up so it was going to be a really, they went away and they reflected for an hour and then they came and did this one-on-one with, with two of us. And God really dropped words of knowledge into those meetings and I'd never really had that before. So as they came in, he just told me things about them, things that I needed to talk to them about. And I was like, you know, really impacted by that. And those sessions were life-changing for all of us in the organisation. So that led me to think about how could I do this more and what else could God show me that would really help people. And so I heard about the Sozo ministry and decided that I would join that team to see if I could gain some more tools that I could use with my team. And that Sozo ministry has absolutely changed my life. But not just as a leader, but as a mother. So I guess the big thing that Sozo does is it teaches, you give tools to people so they can connect with God. And previously as a mum, I used to run and rescue my children right, left and centre. It was my job. That's how I saw it. Um, I don't see it like that now. So my, my answer to my children now is, what's God saying to you about it? My answer to them now is, so right now, where is he in the room? for you, and getting them to connect with God and hear from him, as opposed to them hearing from me. And that was, a, that was sort of a huge change, because I saw my role as being the sort of counsellor and, um, and guidance. And now, as my children are 22 and 24, I've really made that shift to them connecting with God and them hearing and facilitating that learning. So I really wanted to bring Sozo into the workplace a little bit more. And I thought, gosh, how could I do that? You know, God's given me some words of knowledge when I speak to my team, but what else could I possibly do? So we were having a retreat for nine of our up-and-coming young leaders. So what we try to do is take people who we think have got leadership talent, and we take them away on retreats, and we really um, build into their lives as uh, future leaders for the organisation. And this was the first one for this new group. Um, And I thought, right, what am I going to do and how can I do it so it's really impacting? And I decided I'd tackle the subject of fear with them. So after dinner, we we all got together in this sort of motel unit and um, I went through fear um, using the Sozo tools that um, I had. Now, all of them, bar one, were a non-Christian. And my general manager, who's running the session with me, knew that I was going to be doing this with Sozo. She, she'd been talking to me the whole time saying, are you going to do it? And I said, yeah, I really feel God says that, you know, I should be doing it. And she said, well, you know, you know I'm standing there with you on it. Um, and it was so impacting to them that it's actually had ripples effect throughout the whole organisation. So one of the, the girls who, who was really affected by, by fear um, has since met with um, an, uh, 
one of our team is on maternity leave. And she sent me this email saying the only thing she could talk about was that really great session you did on FAIR with the team and um, how much it's made a difference to her. So I was really thrilled that, you know, it worked really well and that we, I could use it with non-Christians, non-believers. But also one of the, the girl who was a Christian, she came, she shared with the group actually the next day about her relationship with her father and her brothers, um, which was really impacting on the, whole, on the whole group because basically they didn't let her speak as a child. She wasn't allowed to speak. Her voice wasn't, didn't matter in the family. And so I said to her, um, do you have a faith and a belief? Because I was pretty sure she did, and she said yes. And I said, well, how would you feel if I led you in, in a prayer about this? So we went aside into another room, and again, my general manager happened to turn up, so she sat there through the whole thing, which was fantastic. But um, you yeah, just led her through the forgiveness um, around that, and God gave her a real peace, a real gift. So um, I guess in summary, for me, being a, a leader and a mother is... Um, it's a huge responsibility because everything that we say impacts on the people around us. And it's just awesome when God can show us what he wants to say and that we can um, yeah, use our faith and belief to really release people so that they can be all they can be. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Absolutely wonderful. Great stories, isn't it? Just wonderful to hear what God is doing. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Naomi. Naomi is well known to many of us, so let's give a hand as she comes forward. Thank you, Naomi. Man, it is so different talking than singing. <laughs> Alrighty, well, have you ever felt like the coyote that's been chasing the roadrunner? When all of a sudden the cliff, you're over the cliff and you feel like there's no road underneath you right now. Currently I feel like that. But I've had a few feelings like that throughout this year. Um, crossing that chicken line when it comes to letting my faith in Jesus seep into my conversations with people who don't know him yet. Um, when Ryan, I have um, a little boy, so I'm a mum, woohoo, um, prestigious group I have just joined, um, he is now 14 months, but when he was um, 11 months, I decided I was going to go back working part-time, which is a big decision. And um, when he started at Little Sparrow's Daycare, he, they asked me to write down um, his normal daily routine um, because he was really little compared to the others, so he would follow his own routine. Um, so I'd sit there typing it all up in as much detail as I could. And um, when I looked back through it, as I was reading through it, I was like, yeah, I think I've got everything. And then I looked at his nap time routine. Um, and part of it was the fact that the last thing I do before I put him down is I sing him Jesus loves me. And then I put him down in his bed. Um, and I talked to my husband because I was like, <gasps> you know, this isn't a Christian daycare. This is just a community daycare. Um, should I put, you know, I sing him Jesus loves me in this thing. And, him, and his wisdom encouraged me and felt prompted, yep leave it in there because that's what we do. So I thought, okay. So I freaked out a little bit, screamed as I pressed print to my printer. <laughs> I was ah! <laughs> my husband's like, what's going on? Um, and then I dropped it off with him on his first day of, um, first day of kindy and never thought again of it because I was like, oh, well, there we go. About a month later, uh, one of the lovely carers came and talked to me and said um, that she had asked my sister-in-law, who her little girl also goes there, how to sing the song Jesus Loves Me that I'd written down on the piece of paper so that she could sing it to Ryan before he goes to sleep. 
<laughs> so I was like, oh my goodness, this is so exciting. Um, so a long story short, she loved the song and got goosebumps, she said, when Zoe sang it to her. And all the other kids around her, when Zoe started to sing it, my sister-in-law, stopped and just listened. Um, the carer was amazed at the response and said how much the children seemed to love the song. She didn't know if it was the words or the tune, but it was just a feeling she got that whenever, she, like, whenever it was sung, that was like, oh, wow. Um, so not knowing, not only did she um, begin singing this to Ryan each time he went to, she put him down to go to sleep, um, but she also started singing it over the other little girl of the same age because she found out that she also went to church so thought it was a good song to sing to her too. Um, and then not only that did she start to sing it to all the other kids when they went to sleep and one of the other carers said to me, she goes, yeah, we just keep hearing her singing that song and it's like, what's that? Oh, it's, oh, it's Nicola, she's just singing the song. It's like, oh, right. But all these kids seem to respond so well to it. I'm thinking, how cool is it to see uh, that God uses such a little nervous decision and blows it into something incredible where a woman who doesn't know Jesus personally is singing a song about the love of Jesus over herself, over these children and anyone who will listen and seeing the power of the words impact. I think it's pretty exciting. Um, God's been really challenging me with business and um, I'm going back into running my own business and the fact that last time I did it, I've, I built a bit successful business and that was great. But this time going back, I knew there was a bit more weight to it because as a mum, I was leaving my son to have time to run this business and it kind of just felt like a bit more weight. And so I made the decision to pray as you do sometimes not thinking, that um, I pray that God would be able to use my business in such a way that it would eternally impact rather than just build a great successful business. Um, and so in that prayer, it was like, um, I'd done it in the past, I built a successful business, but this time I wanted to build a successful business that would impact eternity, so success in God's eyes. I don't care what my business looks like, I said to him. I don't care if anyone else doesn't think that my business looks successful. So currently, I feel a lot like a dancer who has no rhythm. I look really and feel awkward talking about my faith in my workplace and crossing that chicken line, taking conversations with my workmates deeper to a deeper level openly talking about what I believe and not being scared to talk to them, even when my workmates, like the other day, said, oh, yeah, I'm an atheist, um, and they don't understand how God would allow horrible things to happen in the world, which I agree, I don't understand it either. But for me, it's a thing of faith and a journey, and no, I don't have the answers for them. So, yes, another awkward moment, you know, chicken, you know, chasing the little bird running off the cliff, you run too, and then you go, oh, why did I pray that prayer? But the cool thing is, is that God doesn't care if we look awkward and sound awkward. He loves obedience. Um, so in the other day, I drove past this lady who was literally bent over like this, walking. And I just, my heart broke for her. And I just thought something's not right there, obviously. It wasn't blatant, but something's got to be different. That can't be the way it should be. And I'd driven past her and I said, okay, God, next time I drive past her, I'll stop. Well, I hadn't seen her for ages. I'm like, I hadn't thought of it. And then I saw her the other day and I was like, oh my gosh. So I drove past and went, oh, there she is. I'm like, okay, I have to be obedient because I said I would. <laughs> so I turned around, drove past, wound down my window. I said, are you okay? But she didn't speak English. So that was quite awkward. So um, I've decided I still have to work on that a little bit more. But I thought, um, well, dancing and feeling very awkward in that moment, at least I was a little bit more obedient. And I'll keep trying. So I thought that um, maybe in time I'll feel more natural or be wiser or more eloquent in my responses. But at this stage, I'd rather feel like a dancer with no rhythm trying to share my faith and being obedient than looking and feeling comfortable and missing the whole reason God wants to use me.
Wonderful. Thank you so much, Naomi. That's great. Well, it's my delight to introduce Michelle Taylor. She's going to come and share with us now. Michelle and I and her husband have something in common, honeybees. And uh, Michelle and her husband are experts. I'm just the novice, but these guys really know their stuff. So let's put our hands together and give Michelle a warm welcome. Honeybees is what it's all about. But actually what I'm here to talk to you today about is my neighbour. She moved into our community a year ago with her family. She's got two, four kids. Now I've only got two. So we, you know, swap muffins over the fence and she would give me curries because she's Indian. So I did much better than she did. <laughs> but then we started walking and we'd go for a walk once a week. Um, and then it got winter so we didn't do anything. But we started up again at the start of the year. And we would just walk together and we would talk. And she's really extroverted, like the whole way. And I just get to kind of listen and talk and put in my words just occasionally, if she lets me. But we just talk and it's just really exciting. And so we'll talk about her religion because she's Muslim. And then she'll say, so what about you? And so I will talk about my love for my father. And I'll talk about my love for Jesus. And I'll talk about my love for Holy Spirit and what he's doing. And then we got to this point about mm, four weeks ago where she came up. Um, so we'd finished our walk. So normally what happens is we finish our three quarters of an hour walk. And then we talk for another three quarters of an hour on, on the property. And then we decide it's almost 10.30. We really need to go to bed now. <laughs> so that's kind of what happened. So she came up and she was talking. And then she says, look, I've got a couple of questions about the house because it just doesn't feel quite right. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, oh, it just feels kind of heavy. And I said, no. She said, was any ashes left in the house from the previous people? And I said, no, not, not, not their way at all. Uh, so she said, well, maybe it's these, my friends, she's got two Indian friends that are praying for her, but not praying well for her, praying that things will happen that will not be so good for her. And she said, would, would you mind? Um, and I said, pray? And she said, yes. And I said, Absolutely. And she said, well, you could bring a bunch of your friends over, maybe on Friday because my hubby's not here, and we could do it then. And I said, okay, well, we could pray, but why don't we just pray now? Because, you know, we don't need to wait till Friday, do we, for, you know, all this heaviness because it's Monday we normally walk. And she said, yeah, let's do it now. So she kind of, kind of just looked, and I just kind of looked, and I prayed, and I just prayed that the heaviness would lift and that she would just feel his anointing. And I thought, this is really exciting. So then a week ago, a week later, I said to her, so how was the prayer? And she says, well, I woke up the next morning. And you know, when you put on like 50 kilos, and then you take 50 kilos off and how light you feel? And I said, not really. But anyways, kind of. <laughs> oh, 10 kilos, 20 kilos I can do, <laughs> but not 50. And she says, I just felt so light. And I said, so ten, like you actually felt tangibly light. And she says, I was bouncing around the house all day. And I said, well, that's super exciting because you know it's real now, right? She says, yes. And then she said, but then about four days later, I was talking to this two women again and the heaviness came back again. And I said, well, we know that the lightness is real, don't we? And she said, yeah. So I said, well, that's what we believe in. And she's like, oh, okay then. <laughs> okay, this is quite good. This is going all right. So yeah, so we're just um, just believing, and things are doing well for her. And so we took, but we talk about her Muslim faith, and she shares everything that goes on, and I get to share everything that goes on here. So it's really exciting. And I, um, I, God, I wanted a scripture, you know, to kind of tie it all up with. And it wasn't until I sat down here and I picked up this school of the spirit thing, 
And it talks about John 14. And it talks about, you know, if you believe in him, you will do the works that he does and greater works. And it suddenly dawned on me that most of his life he spent chatting with people, just being him and just talking about the Father, talking about Holy Spirit, talking about himself. (laughs) So I get to do that too. I just get to, you know, believe in him and I get to do his works just as he did, the same as his works as he did. And that's my reality for 24-7, you know. I am just with people 24-7 and just doing that. So that's really exciting. Um, Obviously, those greater works I pray into, I love and I see. But my actual reality every day, every moment is just the same as he does every day. So I pray that you'll get that revelation too. It's really exciting. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Michelle. Wonderful stuff. Excellent. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Riss to come. Let's give her a warm welcome. She's well known to us. So thank you, Riss. Look forward to hearing what you have to share. Wow, isn't that cool, hearing those stories? Well, over the last five or six years, I've really been on a journey of growth in God and also influence with people that I'm connected with in the community. But it all started with growing in my spiritual authority at home. See, about four four or so years ago, we had heaps of sickness in our family. Our kids were constantly sick. We had a period of about two school terms, the middle winter ones, where we had one week in term two and one week in term three where all the kids were actually at school. Other than that, someone was homesick, exhausting, tiring, and I was pretty sick of it. But God showed me over that time, hang on, I don't have to accept sickness. I don't have to feel powerless in this because actually he's given me authority and he's given me power to stand against that sickness. And so he started taking me on a journey of learning my authority in him. So Josh and I started praying and declaring over the kids in bed at night and continuously we do right, we still do now, and praying and declaring health in Jesus' name, declaring healing in Jesus' name. And I speak strong immunity over my kids and over us that any bugs that come across our path wouldn't hurt us, wouldn't affect us. And do you know what? Our health and our family has dramatically turned around since that time. We don't get sick, hardly ever. And if we do, it is a tiny little sniffle of a cold. It doesn't go beyond that because I know I have authority in Christ to stand against it. You don't have to accept that sickness. And when I hear about kids at school dropping like flies because tummy bugs are going round, I'm like, nope, start praying. My kids don't get tummy bugs. They don't get the colds. And so I learned that. From there, I started praying for people on the street and praying for people at the markets and for the lady at the supermarket and the mum at netball. And that was amazing, seeing God heal people instantly 
And if he didn't heal people instantly, seeing them get a touch of God that they didn't expect. And I couldn't believe that I was experiencing this because it was not a comfortable place to be. It was not a place where I thought, yeah, let's do this. I had fear and I had to get the courage and be brave and step out to do that and to trust God that he was going to help me and that when I was obedient to his calling and his leading that he was going to meet me. And so from there, having the opportunity to pray for people, I've then been able to teach our life group about stepping out and praying for healing for each other and seeing healings in life group. And then from there last year, I spoke to Activate Youth here and talked to them about healing and taught them about praying for each other. And so they prayed for each other and they saw healings. And then at the beginning of this year, I got the opportunity to speak at Girls' Day Out about healing. And we had women healed. It was amazing. And so I'm quite passionate about healing. That's something that God's teaching me in and developing me in. So what's next for me is that Kit Buckley and I are currently in the process of applying to do an international ministry trip to Brazil at the end of the year in October. We're looking to join Randy Clark's team. If you don't know who Randy Clark is, he's an international speaker who speaks on healing and he leads um, ministry trips to countries all around the world where they pray for the sick and they see lots of healings take place. And because the thing is so big what they do, they need a whole lot of people to join the team. So he takes his students from his school of healing and he invites people from around the world to join the team to be part of that and to go pray for the sick. So Kit and I are looking to do that in October. Now, I'm a bit scared about it because this... This is not my comfort zone whatsoever. I feel like I'm completely jumping off the deep end and I feel nervous about it. But I am excited at the same time. I'm excited to see what God is going to build in me and what he does with my faith through the journey. I'm excited to see the miracles and the healings that we're going to see when we're over there. And I'm excited to see what changes when I come back, what happens then. And he's taken me on this journey, and so that's the next step, going to Brazil, a step of faith, a step of obedience. But as God continues to stretch me and expand me, only good things happen. So thank you. Wasn't that exciting? It's amazing, isn't it? What great stories, great women. If that's just, well not just, that's four women in our church, I wonder what the rest of the stories are if we spoke to you. If the hosts, can you please hand out a prayer request form to every lady in the building? Ladies, you're going to get a prayer request form. Can I encourage you, we're going to collect them shortly, to write anonymously, don't put your name on it, 
but write on it your greatest desire to see God answer at the moment. Whatever your greatest desire is that you pray for, write it on it, leave it anonymous. But that would be fantastic. I was so encouraged listening to the, uh, the four ladies speak and the whole wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. You guys are doing it. And um, that's very exciting. I was in um, Australia this week and I met this gentleman. I just want to pray you, uh, play you a little clip of him. G'day, I'm Luke Smith and I'm the mayor of the fifth largest city in Australia. That's Logan City. I'm actually a minister of the gospel of Christ Disguised as a mayor, so I can tell people about Jesus. And that's the mission that we're all called to do. So get out there and let people know about Christ. Pretty cool, eh? Now, when he says he's a minister of Jesus Christ, he's not saying he's a pastor. He's the mayor of Logan City. But he was so passionate. He, when he, he, he shared a testimony, and when he got down, I went and found him and said, I've just got to video you really quickly. That's, that's who we are becoming as a church, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. And it was so encouraging hearing that. He, he said, I think the first time he said it, um, he said, I, I just love to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I do that by being incognito, the mayor of Logan City. And um, I want to encourage every person in the building here today, wherever you are, whenever you're there, be like Jesus. Love on people. Encourage people. I love what Nicole said. It's, uh, you know, the words we say and we don't say. Sometimes what we don't say can get us in all sorts of strife. But there you go. It's just the way it works. Well, look, I want to finish this morning um, talking for a moment about prayer, and then we're going to pray. And I think I'm carrying a deep conviction that, as you know, that God wants to absolutely change the prayer culture of our church and that we will be known as a house of prayer and that starts as we each individually pray. Um, if you didn't, if you weren't here last week, if you haven't heard my message last week about prayer, I'd really like you to listen to it because it would help you understand where we're going in the next little while. Well, the next forever, probably, until God tells us something different. But you can get that on, actually the website's been rebuilt at the moment. It's not quite up. But if you, if you email the office, we'll send you a link back so that you can listen to that. But Paul said this in Philippians chapter 4. He said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. I love that. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds everything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds as we live in Christ Jesus. Today's Mother's Day and we're going to pray for every lady in the building. That's why I want you to write your greatest prayer need, your prayer desire on that card. And in a moment, we're going to collect the cards and the men are going to pray for you. And I've got an idea how we're going to do that. All the guys are freaking out now, but that's all right. We'll freak together. We're going to pray. We're going to submit a prayer request to God, believing that He will move powerfully on people's behalf this week. 
and, um, and that He'll answer prayer. My God is a God who answers prayer. He's a God who hears every word that we speak. He's a God that wants us to communicate with Him. He's a God that wants to know our desires. He knows them, but there's something about verbalizing our prayer before God that is incredibly powerful. When you gave your heart to Christ, the Bible says you believed in your heart and you confessed with your, with your mouth. That's the reason why we encourage you when we praise God and when we're worshiping to come on, speak, speak out. There's something powerful in the spoken word. And um, so this morning we're going to pray. How are you going writing on those cards? Done? Fantastic. Would, uh, can we re- uh, collect them back in? If you pass the offering bags would be the best, up and down. Pop your cards in there. And then we'll move on. Just while they're doing that, there's, um, there's someone over here, you're a lady, and when you were 14, you were in a significant accident, and it's changed the course of your life. You really, really struggle with fear. It entered your life at that moment, but you've struggled with it every, ever since. I really believe this morning that God wants to set you free of fear. If that's you, can you come out the front? Just let me pray for you. You're going to have to be brave. You're going to have to break through fear to do that, aren't you? That wasn't fear. Uh, but anyway, God wants to touch you this morning. If that's you, you're just out this way somewhere. You were 14 years old when it happened. Don't be scared. Come. I know you're sitting there. God spoke to me about it on Thursday, actually wasn't an instant thing. Right, how are we going collecting those? Yeah, just keep passing them up and down. That's you. If that accident happened when you were 14, come out and let's pray together about it. God will set you free. Right, how are we going? Those bags nearly done? Fantastic. Just drop them here. Now, what I need to happen is I need all the men to stand up and go and stand somewhere. In an aisle, stand out of your seats. Because I want, I, what I'd like is I want all the ladies in these bottom two sections, please. And guys, what we're going to do is we're going to stand right around the outside of the the two sections, okay? So you can kind of start to prepare yourself in that direction. Fantastic. Yeah, ladies, come down in the in the middle. That's great. Okay, as the ladies come into the middle there, guys, why don't you stand a bit closer and line all the way around? 
gentlemen moving a little bit closer. Some ladies aren't moving. Yeah, ladies, come on the inside. Just come in these two sections here. Right, how about um, take, I'll give you one bag, take one and pass the bag along. Yeah, grab a seat if you like, or otherwise you might be standing up for a while. Take one and pass the bags along. If we run out of prayer requests there, we will share. Take one and pass it along. Which way is that one going? That way? Take this one that way. Take one and pass it along. Great, pass it down quickly. Just grab one out randomly. Now, ladies, I really pray that you feel a great sense of affirmation this morning in who you are and your value. But you don't actually need our affirmation because God affirms you. But, you know, wherever we never be like Jesus, it's our job too. You are absolutely incredible and we value you highly. And guys, I want us to lift our voices. Actually, is there a prayer request? No, I'll pray anything I want. That's right. Guys, we're going to lift our voices and pray. Whatever is in our hand, whatever is on that request, submit it to God on behalf of the person. You don't know who put it in there. That's fine. Just on behalf of that person, okay? Because we want to see God move powerfully amongst our whole church. But this morning, specifically, we're asking God to move on behalf of the woman in our church. So, is it? Are those bags all gone? They're all empty? bonus. Sweet. Pass it around again. Pass it around again. Okay. How about ladies, why don't you close your eyes eh, and just lift your hands before Jesus. Can I encourage you to open your hearts? Your only job right now is to relax before God. It's your only job is to relax before Him with your heart open. Men, can I encourage us to start to lift our voices? Eh? Pray whatever's on that prayer request. Start to pray over these Wonderful woman. Father, I thank You for every lady. I thank You for every woman in our church that You have um, placed in this place and we lift them to You this morning. Father, they are treasures and we know that each one is a treasure in Your eyes. They are of incredible value beyond a price tag. They are incredibly value as daughters of the King. And this morning we lift them up and we declare health over them in Jesus' Name. We declare the peace of God over each one in Jesus' Name. Father, whatever is written on those cards, we ask this morning that You would release the answer from heaven. We unlock the answer from heaven in Jesus' Name. Father, we would lock up oppression in the Name of Jesus. We would lock up guilt in the Name of Jesus. We would lock up fear this morning in the Name of Jesus and any other emotion that would be holding these women back and we release the atmospheres of heaven. We release love. We release mercy. We release peace. We release Your grace. We release Your kindness. We release hope in the Name of Jesus Christ. 
Father, let everyone flourish the way that you've designed and you've foreseen. I pray in Jesus' name. Any guilt or shame of things done in the past that is hanging around that shouldn't be, I break its power in the name of Jesus and we command it to go in Jesus' name. And Father, that you would fill those places with love in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you that you are a good, good Father. Despite what the experience may be of fathers in this room. Father, you said a completely amazing model that it's over and above what any natural father could provide. I thank you that you're a good father. I thank you that we're your kids. I thank you that your hand is on us. I thank you, see, as we come and as we go. Holy Spirit, rest on every woman in the room this morning. Holy Spirit, let your presence wrap people this morning like a blanket. May they experience your love this morning. May they feel your love in this place this morning. I also release boldness and courage in the name of Jesus. And that every one of us, wherever, whenever, would be like you. Father, I ask that you would bless the four ladies this morning that spoke. Lord, that you would reward their courage, that you would reward their honesty. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I believe this word is, is for all the, all the mothers here today. For the Lord would say that every one of you as mothers, you have shed tears. You have shed tears for, for disappointments in your life. You have shed tears for the the extreme joys in your life. And I, the Lord, want you to know that I have seen and I have felt every one of you, every one of your tears. And I want you to go from today knowing that that I am close with you. I am less than an arm's length away. So call out to me. I don't know everybody in the building this morning, but I know that Jesus desires beyond anything that every one of us is in relationship with Him. And He's not calling any person to religion. He's calling people to relationship. And this morning, I don't know where you've all come from, what's going on in your worlds, but I can also tell you with great confidence that Jesus wants to come into relationship with you right now, right today, as you are. There's no clean-up job required. There's no getting your life required. 
There's no, I'll come back when I've got things sorted out required. Jesus wants to connect with us right now and walk with us from this point forward. He'll worry about cleanup as we walk forward. But He takes us right where we are. And so guys, all girls in this room this morning, whether it's for the first time or whether you've uh, been in relationship with Jesus at some point and you've stepped back for whatever reason, disappointment, I don't know. I sense there's a few people here this morning that are disappointed. But I would, my response to that is, Jesus is asking you to journey with Him, to fall in love with Him, not fall in love with His church. The church will let you down because the church is people. Jesus won't let you down. We gather as His sons and daughters as the church, but the church isn't the answer for you. Jesus is the answer for you. Really sense my spirit. There's some people who have fallen in love or joined the church, but God's saying, come on. It's not that I want you. He wants us to be part of the church. It's not about the church so much as it is about falling in love and the rest is an outworking of that love. Can I ask you to bow your heads just for a moment to give everyone each other privacy? I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in just a second. If you want to signal that you want to walk with Jesus, could be the first time, you could be coming back today, but He wants to walk with you. He wants to connect with you right where you are today. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in just a moment if you're saying, Jesus, yeah, look, I want to walk with you. I want to connect with you. I want to do life with you. I want to know you. Can you lift your hand now if that's you? Let me see. Thank you. I see three hands so far. You can pop your hands down if you want to. That's great. Is there anybody else this morning? Just wait a couple of moments. Fantastic. Scripture tells us that when one person gets their life right with Christ, the angels celebrate. So I interpret that as heaven throws a party. So three people have responded to Jesus this morning. I think we need to give them a massive big hand. That is fantastic. Thank you for coming out today on Mother's Day. Awesome. Isn't it a wonderful way to gather and to pray? And so I'd like us to pray. Maybe, why don't you put your hand on the person on your right on their shoulder. And uh, let's pray. Pray God's blessing, God's grace upon us all. Father, we thank you for this awesome day. That This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, I thank you for the wonderful mothers represented here. We pray your richest blessing upon them. May the Lord bless you and be with you. May the Lord be gracious to you and cause His smile to shine upon you. May He be with you in your going and your coming. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless. Have a wonderful day. We have tea and coffee for you.